Hello my dear friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time, welcome to BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me at 0401-305077. Also, you can email us at uh, info at faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au. Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, is the judgment of God bad news? Why are there so many churches? How can we live a life to the fullest? And what are the secrets to success? Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric is recently retired Aboriginal Bible worker, and uh, Eric is so good to have you with us again. It's great to be back, Nick. It's great. We are very happy to have you with us, and uh, Eric, um, we are going to look today to a very interesting topic, and uh, many people uh, will ask questions like we are going to ask during this program. Mm. Why are there so many churches in the Christian uh, denomination? Well, Nick, you know, uh, today, um, 2020, um, statistics show that there are 2.4 billion Christian believers around the world, 2.4 billion. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Islamic, they come in second at 1.9 billion, and then Hinduism, which is 1.3. Two billion. So there's a lot of Christians out there all searching for the truth, you know. Um, and unfortunately, today uh, you find that um, there is a lot of misunderstanding on what the love of God, Allah, is, you know. Um, for mm. instance, you look at uh, a, a lot of deaths have been caused through religion, which confuses people and actually has made a lot of non believers hypocritical mm-hmm. of the Christian faith because of this. You look at what happened with United Airline Flights 993 on September 11th, 2001, uh, when uh, there was a lot of loss of life, and uh, the flight recorder captured the last words of the hijacking terrorist, which said, Allah, Allah is the greatest, mm, mm. you know, and the passionate tones continued until the silence of the death as a plane slammed into the countryside, you know. Mm. So that was tragic. Yes. And so, uh, um, you know, that's not what I believe, you know, that's not God, that's not, uh, that's just uh, the devil's work. Absolutely. That, yeah. And Eric uh, Forbes magazine also um, uh, mentions here five reasons the world needs the wake-up call on religion persecution. Hmm. All over the world, people and the whole communities are suffering from persecution purely because of their religion or beliefs. This kind of violence, including attempts to annihilate the whole religion groups, is on the rise. Hmm. Even in 2020, Eric, hmm. now we, if we look back in history, in uh, you know the 17th century, you know um, uh, a sketch by Jean uh, Linger showing the killing of Christians, hmm. calling them heretics, 
and uh, 50 million uh, people were killed just because they were belonging to a wrong church. That's how, yeah. that's so the the main religion thought mm. that um, they are um, on the wrong side. Uh, Eric, there are uh, at least 19 world religions. Mm. 270 separate religion groups and over 34,000 different Christian groups. Mm. Does God have a church today? If so, which is it? Mm. Try to find some answers today during the program. Should we join a church or be an independent believer? I heard about many times. People who will say, you know, I don't want to belong to any groups, any denomination. Mm. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And that's wonderful, you know, to believe in in Jesus Christ, in our Lord and Savior. Mm. But we are going to learn today how important it is to belong to a church. Mm. And Eric, if we are going to look at some passages in the Bible uh, today, where would you bring us, you know, in, in the Bible to answer this question, how important is to belong to a church? Well, I would first of all go to Acts chapter 247, uh, where it says there, and the Lord added to the church daily those who have been saved. So this is a, a daily experience, mm-hmm. which is powerful. You know, I've heard the same comments too, Nick, from some people that I study with and talk to about Christianity. And they believe that you don't need to go to a church, you know. You, you, you can, you know, basically stay at home and, and, and believe that way. But, you know, uh, the Bible has a lot to say on this subject. You know, I, I was looking at uh, Hebrews 10.25 where it says, Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another. Mm-hmm. And so much the more as we see the day approaching, which, wow. which is Christ coming. So to stay faithful to God. We must mix with people of the same faith We Mm. must have a belief And that has to be uh, the Holy Spirit works in us As we share and grow together Absolutely And the church is not perfect, Eric There is a sense of uh, trust and vulnerability In joining a community of human believers Sometimes people get hurt But according to God's word One of the most important things for you to do is to experience church. Yes, well, you become family, don't you? And in any family, you're going to have disagreements, Absolutely. arguments, and maybe we can feel a bit shunned at times or a bit jealous or whatever, you know. Mm. But it's a growing experience because, let's admit it, Nick, we're, we're all sinners saved by the grace of God, and so we're all in this together, you know. We're all that the sheep of Jesus, mm-hmm. believers. Yeah. And let's look at some benefits, Eric, uh, from church involvement. Yep. Can you mention uh, some of some of them, like some benefits you can, uh, what you experience when you join the church? I know you mentioned in the previous programs that uh, you used to go to some other places, not to a mm. church, maybe, you know, like pubs and other yes. things, you know. But, you know, uh, what are the benefits of uh, being involved with a church? Well, uh, first of all, it enhances your, your, your spiritual journey for each one of us because mm-hmm. we grow together, you know. And uh, when you come and... and no, before I was a Christian and um, I was searching for a church, the the uh, Bible actually led me to the church. But it enhances us. In other words, we become more closer to God when we mix with fellow believers because mm. we we can share with one another. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, encourage others in their spiritual journey, you know. 
um, it, it's you know, so, you know, Nick. I've been back to some of the places I used to go for what I thought was the best thing for me in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go back now, and it's not the same. I don't want to be there anymore. But I want to be with people who believe and are doing the right thing. Amen. Yeah, that's great. And then more effective sharing of the gospel. You learn, uh, you know, Bible study together brings in all different opinions, mm-hmm. and we learn from those. Yes, that's great. That's mm. great. And. Uh, as an eternal principle, Eric, you do not go to a church to find the truth. Hmm. You go to the Bible to find the truth. Yes, that's Because, right. you know, uh, people uh, can have all different uh, opinions and hmm. doctrines, so, you know, but you go to the Bible to find the truth. When you find the truth, then you look for a church that teaches the truth of the Bible. Yes. And I think that's very important. Yes, because, Nick, um, whoever's speaking up the front, whether it's a pastor or an elder or whoever it is, um, you know, the Bible is the truth. So what they are saying must line up with what the Bible says. Mm. But the Bible is the ultimate source of power. Just Jesus' words. It's the Holy mm. Spirit. And not only some parts of the Bible, because, you know, oh. you can you can preach oh. uh, on and on just from some parts of the Bible. But you yes. need to, uh, to have a view of the whole Bible mm. and the truth of the Bible and the uh, understanding in the context, of course. Mm. Now, um, the history of the Christian church, Eric, um, yeah. let's look at... Uh, some symbols here. Yeah. Uh, what symbol is used in the Bible to portray a church? Well, this is very interesting, Nick, because Jeremiah 6 2 says, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman. Oh. So here we see, in fact, Jesus called his church a bride, the bride, mm-hmm. you know? And when you talk about yeah. the bride, you know, I mean, mm. even uh, today when you go to a wedding, mm. all the eyes are, you know, just uh, moving towards the bride, you yes, know? So, uh, and that's very interesting. Interesting that uh, God is uh, associating, linking, you know, uh, the church, the mm. family, his family, with the, with the bride, with yes. the, with the woman, and that's putting it at the extreme. Because as you're saying, the the bride is the central focus. That's how important the church is to to Jesus, you know. But not any kind of woman, uh, Eric. No. Here is very important because uh, in the Bible, a good woman represents uh, uh, God's true church. Mm. But also, we learn in the Bible that uh, there are um, other sorts of, you know, a prostitute, for example, mm. which represent an evil church or an apostate church. Yes. Which means uh, uh, this is a very interesting thing to look at. Mm. Some teachings of the Bible may uh, may get to in the wrong direction. Yes. And again, that church is considered as a prostitute. You know, God mm. himself said to his people, Israel, you know, how many times uh, they walked away, you know, they mm. they committed adultery, to say so, spiritual ad- adultery. Yes. And walking away from God. Yes, so this is showing that there is a two, two li- lines in the sand, if you like. Mm. There's the pure woman. That is called the bride that Jesus calls his church. And then, as you say, there's the harlot, the other church. So there's a, there's a counterfeit here mm-hmm. uh, with different beliefs to what the Bible is teaching. We must be very careful that we follow the Bible, shouldn't we? Yes. Mm. And in Revelation 19, yeah. if we look, let us uh, be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Mm. Revelation 19.7, a pure woman equal God's pure church. Hmm. Now, um, also we mentioned about the uh, harlot or a prostitute in Ezekiel 16. says, uh, how degenerate is your heart, hmm. says the Lord God, seeing you 
do all these things, the deeds of a brazen harlot. Now then, O harlot, hear the word of the Lord. Again, a pure woman equal a pure church. Hmm. But the bad woman, you know, a, a prostitute equals um, false uh, church. And we know how a, you know, um, a prostitute earns a living from that and how they can be wily to get, you know, the men. So I think that um, this is saying here that this, this church will have a lot of falseness. But I also think, too, that um, it will appear to many as a good thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where the Bible separates it out because we can be deceived by the things of the world today. And that's the important thing. Yes. Not to be deceived. Yes. And uh, mm. we, could look at this in a, in a more detail, you know, like uh, what that means, purity, you know, to mm. be pure. And, but probably another, another program will look more in detail on that. But how is God's true church described in the book of Revelation? Let's look at some passages there, Eric. Yeah, well, Revelation 12, 1 says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garlet of twelve stars. Mm. So this is depicting here um, uh, a woman of power. Uh, I mean, the twelve stars, as I understand it, uh, represent the twelve disciples. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. so this is a, um, a feature of how the Bible describes the church. Yeah, and sun, uh, as you said, yeah. the, Jesus is the light. Yes, you know, and the sun of righteousness. It, uh, you can find other passages mm-hmm. in John eight twelve, for, like, for example, or Malachi four two. And in regard to the moon, uh, reflects the light of the sun. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament Jewish uh, ceremonial system reflected the coming of the true light. Of yes. Christ, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, the twelve stars, uh, the uh, totality of God's true church. Mm. I mean, you have there in the Old Testament the twelve sons of Jacob, mm. which God built, you know, His uh, people, you know, the nation yep. of Israel on it. Um, then you have the twelve disciples mm. uh, in the New Testament, mm. and uh, the man child, you know, which refers to the birth of Jesus. Mm. Now, who attempted to destroy the woman and her child as soon as he was born? Well, we stay in Revelation 12, 4, where it says, and the dragon, commonly known as what we would understand the devil, another Mm -hmm. name for the devil, stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. And, of course, here we, we know in history that uh, King Herod, you know, mm. uh, tried to do away with uh, the birth of uh, young um, infants, male infants, uh, way back and uh, ready to... So here is saying that the dragon stood the, before the woman, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the church uh, called the woman, and gave birth. So the child was born through the church. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and the devil worked through humans, mm-hmm. To try and destroy Jesus as soon as he was born. Also, the devil worked through humans to crucify Jesus. Mm. And we know that. But Jesus rose from dead and the devil was defeated. Mm. Now, how did the devil attack after he failed to destroy Jesus? Well, Revelation twelve thirteen says, Now when the dragon saw that he'd been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman, or the church, mm-hmm. who gave birth to the male child. Now oh, you find that in Revelation yeah, twelve thirteen, 13. beautiful passage there. And um, the pregnant 
the pregnant woman in the Old Testament, uh, Testament is um, the church awaiting for the Messiah. Hmm. Now, the woman after the birth in the New Testament uh, represents the church after Christ ascended. Hmm. And also we are, uh, in the Bible, we can find passage like the remnant, which equals with God's last day church. Yes, and there was a lot of um, people who were um, martyred. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look back in history, set before the lions and all sorts of horrible deaths for yeah. people who, who had the faith and stood up yeah. for those who stood up for their faith. Absolutely. I mean, if you look to the disciples, you know, mm. uh, Eric, I mean, yep. all of them died um, martyrdom you know mm. they uh, Matthew uh, he was uh, slain with a sword in Ethiopia we mm. know that Mark died in Alexandria after being cruelly dragged through the streets of the city Luke devoted Christian he was hanged on an olive tree in Greece mm. Peter was crucified with his head uh, downward yes upside down upside yeah. down you mm. know and John was put in boiling oil, but miraculously escaped. And later, he was banished to the island of Patmos, as we know John the Revelator, who wrote the book of Revelation uh, in that island. James, uh, the same, the great, was beheaded at Jerusalem. Another James, uh, he was thrown from the temple and beaten to death with a club. Uh, Bartholomew was... Uh, Fled alive, Andrew bound to a cross from where he preached to his persecutors until he died. And Thomas ran through his body uh, with a lance uh, in the East Indies. Jude was shot to death with arrows. Paul, again, was tortured and persecuted. Then finally he was beheaded in Rome yeah, terrible, by Nero. Terrible, terrible, Ter- terrible times, you know, yep. for for this. I mean, the Roman persecution, you know, we know about Nero and his mm. time when the church was really, really badly persecuted mm. in um, 67 AD, and we talk about Trojan uh, or Marcus Aurelius. Uh, mm. There are many of these uh, people uh, who are in leadership who really, really persecuted mm. God's people. Instead of destroying God's church, Persecution become the catalyst of its growth. Now, that's very important because now the devil then changed his tactics. And Satan decided that if he could not destroy the church, he would join it and corrupt it. I mean, this is a very interesting uh, thing, uh, Eric. Let's look at this one here with another question. What happened to the Christian church during the mid Ages. Well, Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three says, "Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition." So mm. it's talking about here about a falling away in the church, uh, a falling away from the faith, if you like, from what they actually believe. Yes, and we know about um, this compromise in the early uh, times. Mm. Um, From the time of Constantine, for example, the confusion became much greater during its uh, short-lived and triumph of the um, head of the state uh, Mm. when uh, Mitrorism was very, you know, uplifted. And um, 
Well, was there was a lot of pagan gods back the, then. Absolutely. And, and a lot of this was um, was mixed up with Christianity to try and win the people over. And, uh, and there is a book it. written, uh, Man and the Sun, you know, mm. a very interesting one. Uh, and some of these uh, forms or taken over when Christianity succeeded Mithraism. Mm. A devout Christian historian has said how when it became the state religion, the empire was partly Christianized and the church was part, uh, partly paganized. Yes. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I do not think it would be an exaggeration to say that in the fourth century and for some time afterwards, there was many people of the Western Empire, a total confusion mm-hmm. between the state, Christianity, and the state sound worship which, uh, which took place. Uh, in its earliest days, as a world religion, uh, then Christianity had absorbed much from more than one historical source uh, of the sun worship. Compromise, error, tradition, false doctrines were creeping into the mm. church. Well, there's many we can think of, isn't there, mm. Nick? Like, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a few, actually, when you look at it, like Sunday Law. Yep. Um, 321, that was that was brought in to change the day of worship to when they used to worship on the day of the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, S-U-N instead of S-O-N. Uh, Easter, uh, 325 AD from the Babylonian goddess uh, Ishtar. And then Christmas, birthday of the Babylonian sun god, Tammuz, mm-hmm. was actually, because Christ, of course, wasn't born on, the, sure. on that day. It was winter uh, then, so it wouldn't have been. Uh, Pope became uh, Pontifex Maximus from a Babylonian cult. And, of course, Mary worship, which we still have today, mm-hmm. where people believe that the statues are creating miracles. We see a lot of um, Mary worship today. And then 416 AD, infant baptism, where babies are sprinkled with water. But we know what the Bible says about baptism, that it is from uh, a, a decision that is made. Uh, and even Jesus wasn't baptized to the age in his mm. 30s. So, yeah, that, that changed. And then worship of images and saints, um, uh, 1123, the celibacy of priests, 1215 AD, the annual confession to priests, mm-hmm. 1229, Bible reading by laymen were forbidden uh, in, in the And church, we know that, uh, yeah, the Bible is not uh, at hand, you know, for everyone to no. read it. No, mm. and sometimes even today you have to ask um, permission, yeah. permission to do mm-hmm. that, yeah. Uh, 1229 AD, Pope claims supremacy over leaders. He still has a lot of power today mm. uh, with world leaders. 1439 AD, purgatory. Mm-hmm. becomes dogma um, what people believe is you know you're halfway when you die you you've yep. got to earn your way to heaven you're sort of caught in the middle between hell and heaven as they mm. say mm. and 1545 AD tradition declared equal to the bible now that's an interesting mm. one where tradition is seen equal to the to the bible this is what was brought in through over time and you know, Satan, as we just looked at now, he's joining the church to say so. You know, he yeah. is creeping in there yeah. to compromise uh, the um, purity. Well, there's many churches today that don't take the Bible as a whole as their beliefs. They take part of it, yes. which weakens the foundation of what mm-hmm. you believe, for sure. And in a, even a apostasy in clergy, mm. you know, we have a few examples there. You know, we, we can uh, give you some dates there, again, right from the beginning, you know, in the mm. in the Second and, and third century, we have uh, lots of um, things happening there, you know, uh, about um, people in, 
in high places mm. to say so in the church mm. i mean uh, we can give you some um, uh, names here uh, damascus uh, was um, uh, accused of uh, adultery and murder uh, six six the third thief for the seduction uh, and the vigilous uh, excommunicated from uh, conspiring to murder uh, Sergius the third murder and um, some other other things and so on and keep mm. keep going here up to the 15th century people were just uh, in the clergy you know they were accused of all sorts of uh, all sorts of things and it's strange that today the same thing we mm. see uh, a lot of uh, people being brought to court for those things in the yeah. Christian world yeah mm. and we are talking about the dark ages here yeah but Eric we're going to talk, uh, to take a short break right now mm. And uh, I'm going to play a song called uh, Blind Man. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM. Drive time. Big Q&A.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host is Eric Hoare. Our big question for today is why are there so many churches? And I really like that song, Eric, mm. as uh, you know, uh, uh, Anders Stevenson was just saying, Lord, open our eyes. That we might see. We might see, we might see uh, what's going on today. I mean, we are going to talk about the Dark Ages, uh, Eric, and how important it is for all of us to really uh, have the spiritual eyes open and to understand the Bible. Where did the true church go when they were persecuted? Well, Nick, we go to Revelation again, chapter 12, verses 6 and 14 for this one. And then it says, Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished. And if you look back in history, uh, Nick, uh, 538 AD, the Roman Emperor Justinian officially made a decree to enforce the power and presence of the papacy. And a failure to join the church resulted in removal from Mm. that empire and all the confiscation of property. So a lot of the followers of God fled the large cities and they fled basically into the wilderness they they went into caves they mm-hmm. got away from populated area yes. this is talking about going into the wilderness here yes. they fled to you know different places Italy France Britain all over they went and, and fled the big cities into the wilderness yeah. and you know the Bible also uh, speaks about this how long uh, was the true church of God the remnant uh, undercover in the wilderness well, Revelation 12 6 and 14 uh, part of that verse is that they should feed their 1,000 be there 1,260 days mm-hmm. where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So mm. a day in Bible prophecy equals a year. So it says here 1,260 years. And we talked about this uh, in the previous programs, uh, how accurate that uh, happened when, uh, you know, the compromise started in the church and mm. we mentioned about in 538, for example, there was some decrease there. Um, and for a 1,260 days the church was persecuted we know about that Mm. terrible time of the dark ages and um, uh, yeah as you mentioned about one of the you know those groups like Valdenses they really really uh, stood for God in Mm. their time Mm. and this is uh, let's look at this um, statement here Eric Mm. through the ages of darkness and apostasy there were Waldenses who denied the supremacy of Rome, who rejected image worship as idolatry and who kept the true Sabbath. Mm. These were people in, in, you know, uh, in that time when they were, they were very strong believers mm. to the Bible and they opposed. Um, if you are going to visit today, go in Italy, there are places where you can see the remains, you know, of uh, um, those wonderful people and uh, places where they used to hide. Mm. People themselves. like Martin Luther yeah, and yeah. John Wycliffe. Oh, and, yeah, later you know. on, later on, we'll come yep. to, the, to the Reformation time. But mm. even before that, you know, mm. uh, there are many, many uh, places, for example, uh, uh, 
uh, one of them a uh, very nice place in the mountains in the Alps there mm. uh, Angrona Par del Torno uh, you'll see there are some colleges where uh, these people were studying the Bible they mm. equipped themselves to be able to share the good news the gospel through a, a world which were really shutting down from the Bible uh, more um, following the tradition of man rather than the teachings of the Bible. Yes, I used to, um, you know, um, go and trade and have the Bibles tucked under their cloaks and, and still shedding the word, still yes. sh- sharing their faith. Yes, yes and they, they went in the colleges around in mm. Europe and sharing those wonderful mm. uh, messages there. But they were uh, persecuted, you know, they were tr- uh, really badly uh, treated and killed and uh, cut their hands, you know, when they were caught. Um, mm. And if you look at uh, one of the things in history, uh, is that, that dark, dark day of April 4, 1655, that was a Saturday. And uh, there was a big massacre there uh, in um, Piemontes when uh, they were thrown from the cliffs of that mo- uh, mountain and mm. killed all these uh, these people. Mm. Very cruel, very clu- cruel. Mm. Um, and there are some people uh, back in those days who really said these words, avenge, O Lord, thy slaughtered saints, whose bones lie scattered on the alpine mountains cold. Even them who kept thy truth so pure of old when all our fathers worshipped stocks and stones. Mm. Forget not in thy book record their groans who were thy sheep and in their ancient fold slain by the bloody uh, Piedmontes that rolled the mother with the infant down the rocks. Mm. As I say, beautiful poems here. Mm. And uh, just to remind us once again uh, that those people paid with their lives for their beliefs. Mm. Now you're talking about reformation Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, a passion for truth emerge in the lives of men such as Martin Luther, as you just Mm. mentioned, John Wycliffe, John Calvin, John Huss. The Bible was translated into the common language and people understood Bible prophecy and the gospel of Jesus. The papacy rejected this movement as heresy, but the spark for the Reformation was lit. Yes, and those, a lot of those Bibles would have been handwritten, so you mm-hmm. can imagine the, the, what they went to, the lengths they went to to put that Bible out. Yeah, and we mentioned about John Wycliffe in 14th century, Martin Luther in the 16th century, or John Haas in the 15th century, John Gutenberg in the 16th century, where the press was invented, mm. you know, and that really contributed to the, uh, you know, distribution of the Word of God. Um, and we have, uh, we just mentioned that a uh, couple of days ago about John Banyan uh, in the 17th century, how he was imprisoned and, uh, you know, mistreated because of the biblical truths mm. about baptism and particularly about uh, baptism by immersion. Mm. John Wesley, John Calvin, John Knox, all these people stood for uh, uh, their faith. Mm. And... Um, uh, yeah, it was, was amazing. Now, I have uh, another statement here I would like to just uh, read, Eric, um, by Pastor John Robinson. Um, 
who, uh, in the in the book uh, list to the pilgrims the lord knoweth whether he shall ever see my face again but whether the lord had appointed that or not i charge you before god and his blessed angel angels to follow man no further than i have followed christ mm. You know, mm-hmm. if God should reveal anything to you by any other instrument of his, be ye as ready as you ever were to receive any truth by my ministry. You know, people were standing solid, you know, mm. bold for their uh, faith. Mm. All right. Another question, Eric, I would like to just uh, ask, uh, what is the devil's attitude towards God's church in the last days. Well, the devil was very it's very angry when uh, especially those who are sharing faith it says in Revelation 12:17 and the dragon the devil was enraged with the woman with the church and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus mm. Christ and that's what makes him angry when uh, uh, people are really are sharing their faith mm. and are standing up for Christ because um, the church that you should belong to the one should uphold Jesus mm. Christ he is the only way to be saved and yeah. this the, the passage says uh, angry with the mm. rest of her offspring which mm. uh, again means the the remnant yes uh, in other words the church of the last days mm. we are the church of the last days Eric mm. and uh, unfortunately you hear uh, um, all over the world you know news about Christians being persecuted mm. right here in 2020 yes God's final church um, will be the one who will be persecuted. And we find it um, in Revelation 12 and 14 about this, uh, this church. Hmm. What are the uh, identifying marks for God's final church? Uh, well, Eric? God's final church, Revelation 12, 17 says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So these are the people who follow the Bible, who keep the commandments uh, and have the testimony, uh, uh, prophecy mm-hmm. and the understanding of the And Bible. it's amazing that in Christendom you hear more and more that the commandments of God, they are yeah. not uh, to be kept. No, you can do whatever you like. You're yes. once saved, always saved. That's what Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. interesting because um, most of the commandments, you know, in the Decalogue, in the Ten Commandments, mm. people who, I mean, they wouldn't have a problem with keeping them, but they have probably a couple of them only, you know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and for example, the second commandment was totally removed hmm. by the traditional church because that was uh, conflicting with the uh, worshipping images. Well, Jesus himself said, I have not come to do away with the commandments, mm, but to mm. keep them, you know. Yeah, or even the fourth mm. commandment was reduced, yeah. you know, from uh, 70-something or more words to mm. just few words there. Mm. Uh, very interesting. God has provided a number of clear characteristics to enable us to easily identify his church or this church, the last day's church. I mean, as uh, this program is broadcast, you know, from uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Adventist Church believes that God has his saved people in all churches. Mm. However, he specifically raised up the Seventh-day Adventist movement to represent him as his final message in the end times. And remember, 
as an eternal principle, you do not get to the church to find the truth. Mm. You go to the Bible to find the truth. Yeah. When you find the truth, you look for a church that teaches that truth. Mm. Let's look at a few clues here, uh, Eric. Yep. Uh, Clue number one. Clue number one, it, it will rise after 1798, and the evidence is that the Seventh-day Adventist Church can trace its beliefs back through the church in the wilderness to the early Christian church. However, it visibly emerged during the mid-19th century and was officially organized in 1863. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Very good. Uh, another clue. It will believe in the original teachings of the Christian church, Revelation twelve seventeen evidence the Seventh Adventist Church has continued the Reformation through a philosophy of taking the Bible and the Bible only as a rule of faith. It has restored all the major truths from the original Christian Church. You know that the Adventist people they were known as people of the book. Yep. You know that's right. Why? Because we were uh, looking into the whole Bible. We are not taking just uh, portions of the Bible and making a, a stand or a, um, a fundamental belief. Yeah. We are looking into the whole Bible. Now, another clue here, it will be based on Jesus Christ and the good news of the gospel. Hmm. What evidence do we have there? The Seventh-day Adventist Church believes salvation is 100% based on the sacrifice and merit of Jesus. Hmm. All right, then we are not legalists, are we? No. Because so many people may think, oh, you are those people, the legalists, you know. No, no. We and don't. By, by the way, just on this one, I had um, lots of discussion with my friends from other churches, and they said, oh, you are legalists, you just uphold the Ten Commandments, you want to keep the Ten Commandments. I said, why do you say that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I will be saved by keeping the commandments. I believe that I'm saved by the grace of God, you know, Mm. through his blood. But because I'm saved, I want to keep the Ten Commandments, you know. That's right. I don't want to... Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, we are not saved by the commandments, but we keep the commandments because we are saved. Yeah, having the relationship with Jesus. That's wonderful, yeah. And also, another clue here, Eric, it believes in all of God's commandments, including the Sabbath. Mm. You know, as, as we, yep. and we have that evidence that the Seventh-day Adventist Church teaches and keeps all the, um, all God's commandments, including the Seventh-day Sabbath of the Bible. All right. Uh, do we have some more clues here? Yes. Uh, it will preach the final warning message to the world. And the three angels' mes- message of Revelation fourteen six to 12 is the focus of the Seventh Adventist message and its mission. And you can see it on the symbol that mm-hmm. it's uh, on the churches. Yeah. And, you know, on this one, uh, again, I remember um, a time when I had a Bible study or a discussion with people from quite few denominations, you know, even uh, Protestant or um, traditional, like the the Orthodox uh, believers and the um, Reformers and all those ones, and they ask a question, which church is the true church? Hmm. And I believe under the inspiration at that time, I said, I mean, the true church is the church of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I looked there in the group, you know, we have uh, about six, seven different groups, I mean, representatives from different groups. And um, I looked to the Orthodox and I said, you know, the true Church of Jesus Christ should be like the Orthodox. Have the true um, teachings, because that Orthodox means Orthodoxa, you know, the the true teachings. 
And I looked to the Catholics and said it should be universal. Baptists should have the love of God. Pentecostals should have the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Reformats should have the reform, you know, to reform all the time. And I said all of these things should be part of the Church of God, you know, in the uh, in 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 the last days. And um, there was that evidence of the three angel message, you know, because they asked me, what, what, what the Adventists have? Mm. And, you know, we are committed to share that gospel of the three angel message, um, to come out of Babylon, to, you know, to uh, worship God and God alone and um, have our foundation based on the uh, faith, you know, uh, of Jesus. All right. The final warning message, Eric. Yes, worship the Creator God and give Him glory because the judgment has begun. Babylon has fallen. Avoid the mark of the beast. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So this is saying that uh, Babylon, the deceitful way, the imposter, the harlot, uh, has, has fallen. Uh, the judgment has begun. So, mm. so worship the Creator. Give Him the glory. All right. Avoid the mark. Let's look at another one. It will teach that death is a peaceful rest until the resurrection. And this yeah. is a very confusing in the Christendom. Uh, yeah, Eric. We dealt with this particularly in a previous program, yeah. the state of uh, death. Mm. But uh, many people will say, um, yeah, whatever, when we die, happens, whatever happens to us. Some believe that you go straight to heaven. Some believe that you uh, reincarnate or all those things. But what evidence do we have here, Eric, uh, in supporting this clue? Well, one of the most important teachings within the Seventh-day Adventist Church is the concept of death as a sleep. At death, a person remains in the grave mm-hmm. until the resurrection mm-hmm. because Christ is coming back. Why would Christ come back again if we're already up there, you know? So line up those texts, people, and, and check that out, yeah. And also this movement, you know, uh, it will be a global one preaching the um, the Word of God all over the world. Yes, and I think uh, the church, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, is involved in over 220 countries, mm-hmm. virtually every country of the world. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And it will believe in the words of the prophets and have the gift of prophecy. Yes, well, we know the Seventh-day Adventist Church believes in the Bible, and the Bible only is a foundation for truth. An important aspect of Bible truth is prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And within the church, God raised up a special messenger, uh, mm. And uh, we are going to talk, I mean, people have all sorts of misunderstanding about uh, Ellen uh, G. White as one of the pioneers of the church. The writings of Ellen White do not replace the Bible, but support and uplift the Bible. And many people have this uh, uh, misunderstanding and yeah. have opposition against uh, her teachings, even though they never read it. No. And as yourself, you work so many years, Eric, as an um, uh, evangelist and uh, mm. colporter, you know, yes. to share the books. How mm. important is to uh, to have some support there which will direct you to the greater light, mm. to the Bible? Yeah, and that's and what Alan White's writings do. They, mm. they, they bring in um, the, the love of God through her writings, but she always said herself, you know, mm. that the Bible was the first thing to go to, and her writings supported Yeah, that. and that's when in Revelation 14, you know, uh, verse 12, and also going along with uh, Revelation 19, uh, talking about that uh, the testimony of Jesus, you know, mm. we have the testimony of Jesus, and we can find here in uh, Revelation 19.10 or even uh, 22, 8 and 9, um, you can read the, those uh, passages and understand uh, what that means to have the testimony of Jesus. 
Eric, time is going so quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, just play a, a quick uh, ad here uh, for one of the books which we are giving away every day. And uh, just listen to this and we'll be back in a moment. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. That's a wonderful book. Don't hesitate to put your hands on it. Uh, going quickly, uh, Eric, to a few more questions here before we conclude today. How many churches or how many church organizations does Jesus desire to have on this earth? Well, Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, mm-hmm. one faith, one baptism. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, a church that is based on the three pillars, the truth, Jesus Christ, uh, the word of God, and uh, yeah, the uh, Ten Commandments. And uh, God describes the um, uh, confused system of religion in the last days as Babylon. What invitation does Jesus make to those outside his final church? Uh, Revelation 18.4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in John 10.16? Uh, and other sheep I have which... Which are not uh, in this fold. You know, it says in, in uh, John 10.16, Then uh, also I must bring uh, and then... uh, bring uh, them in and hear my voice and they will be one flock and one shepherd Mm. soon there will be only two global religions Eric Mm. even if we like it or not one will worship and obey Jesus Christ and the other will worship and obey the religious powers of the world Mm. now is the time to hear the call of Jesus and choose God's last day church Mm. And uh, this is very important to to think of. Eric, uh, just uh, before we um, uh, conclude uh, today, uh, let's bring uh, home a few points here to to remember. Well, an essential aspect of being a Christian is becoming an active member in God's church. I think that's very important to, to be associated with that. God has always had his church throughout history. And the Seventh-day Adventist is, uh, church is God's church for the last days. And, mm. um, and that's identified throughout. I mean, the, the teachings of Christ must run with the church. Mm. Um, you must believe in Christ, Jesus Christ, to be saved. And unfortunately, there are some churches that don't believe that you're saved by the, through the power of Jesus Absolutely. Christ, even today. You know? Absolutely. And uh, there's still resistance there uh, towards the... Um, you know, the church which teaches the, the truth of the Bible, uh, and people are very picky. Um, and I come from a very traditional background, Eric. Yep. And the people will say, why have you changed your religion? Hmm. But how can I 
stay in the place where I was just told and up, uh, brought up, you know, in in uh, in a traditional way. Mm. Why should I should I look in the Bible and find for myself the truth? And mm. what can stop me to mm. change my life around a tradition of man? Just because of my, uh, you know, back, uh, background uh, mm. or culture, all, all those things. Mm. I think this is very important for us to really stand up. And, and when you accept that, you are blessed because you are following the Lord. And, and uh, he just, uh, by faith, you step out. You step mm. out in faith. Mm. Jesus loves you, uh, my dear friend. And he is calling you to join him with God's end time church. It is your decision to join this church and become a part of sharing God's final message to the world. Would you join the church right now? Find that true church, which is teaching the truth of the Bible. Eric, would you like to have a word of prayer uh, just before we close? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, worship you and honor you today. We thank you, Lord, that you're always there for us. You're a living God, a God who hears and answers prayers. And Lord, in this old world with so much confusion, so many things are happening right now. Lord, in our lives, life is short, and we thank you for calling us to believe in you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has brought us into understanding that there is a God who loves and cares for Mm. us. Just pray today, Lord, as we read the Bible, that the Bible will direct us to the true church, Mm. that we may worship you in a way, Lord, that you have set up through your commandments, that we will honor you and respect you and love you. Mm. Thank you, Lord, that we love you so much that you gave your son that uh, he would save us from our sins. And I just pray, Lord, that if it anybody that's discouraged today, I pray, Lord, that they will continue to read the scriptures, Lord, and they will come to know of a Jesus that loves them so much and that is waiting for them and it's going to come back for them. So help us, Lord, to join people who uh, follow the Bible, Lord. May, may we continue to read and learn, we pray, until next, next time we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, this was Nick Rita with Eric Hoare. Uh, today and uh, please uh, join us tomorrow when we are going to talk about uh, how to live a life to the fullest. Uh, until then, uh, may God uh, richly bless you and I'm leaving you with a song Raise Again by Melissa Otto. Do not boast over me, my enemy. For my father is the victor Your darkness only makes him brighter He'll make me more than a conqueror When I fall, I will rise again 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 Do not blow over me my enemy Disappointments push me deeper Into dependence on my father I hold on to him, my helper When I fall, I will rise again 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 Do not rejoice over me, 
my enemy. Every trial makes me stronger. Every failure makes me wiser. As he refines me in the fire. When I fall, I will rise again. 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 Again.